Hey guys, and welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today for what is now episode 199. And as always, you are joined by your hosts, Tiara and Jack. Now today we actually have a bit of a special episode for you. It's not a standard question and answer. It's not a life recap, but rather it is a would you rather (laughs) bodybuilding style. So we did actually put out a question poll on our Instagram stories, asking everyone over there on Instagram land to ask us a few would you rathers, but there was a caveat. People needed to make these would you rathers related to bodybuilding, training, nutrition, physique, sport, anything of that nature. Nothing too left field. You know, we try to keep it PG over here sometimes. (laughs) So Jack, we did get actually a lot of people ask some pretty interesting and entertaining would you rathers. So let's fire through these, shall we? Yeah. Looking forward to it. (laughs) Okay, Jack. First one, would you rather only train posterior or your anterior? Yeah, that's an, that's a good one. I think probably they do say shows are one from the back, but I think that is really tough to be honest. I would personally probably choose anterior because I think if I couldn't train my posterior, then I wouldn't really be competitive in bodybuilding anyway. So, so you're saying, but you just said anterior. Yeah, so because if I if I could only train one of the two, then I wouldn't probably wouldn't bodybuild anymore. So I would want to look better from the front. Oh, what? No, okay, fair enough. But because w- that's quads, that's abs, that's chest, that's mm. shoulders, that's biceps. Yeah, nah, I'm all about that business from the back, baby. I think I would definitely choose posterior. It's pre- purely from my enjoyment for training. Like I love training glutes, love training back, love training hamstrings. And I feel as though for a lot of compounds, especially... You well, can... I'm not surprised you're, you're a bikini competitor. So you're obviously going to choose posterior. Yeah, but your front pose still really matters as a bikini competitor. But trying to be a little but bit... But how much of the front pose is your glutes? If you've got nice glutes, then they should be showing in a front pose. Yeah, I mean, that proves but... my point though. Like even the front pose is still a lot... Like it's largely your glutes still. Mm, yeah, and I feel like you can be a little bit sneaky with posterior compounds you can get some recruitment from more anterior muscle groups almost indirectly like you know for example like if you were to do a chin-up you might actually recruit a little bit of your chest and more of your delts as well you will like your like your pec minor and everything like a little bit of that upper chest well you're a lot more likely to recruit a little bit more chest like training your like back if you're doing a chin-up compared to if you're doing a bench recruiting a lot of your back yeah, maybe. Yeah. Or you could be sneaky in the sense of being like, oh yeah, this is just a glute biased lunge when in fact you're trying to get a lot of quads mm-hmm. in there too. Yeah. I think for these would you rathers, like we would be able to debate the point and the logistics and the rules behind everyone. Mm. And we could say it depends for everyone. So I think we should avoid getting maybe too nuanced because then it defeats the purpose, I think, yeah. of the game. That's fair. But I do think posturally, you're going to run into a lot more issues if you're just jacked from the front and you're really weak in the back. Like, come and on. vice versa, though. Uh, I don't know. Come on, Lawrence. Tell us how many people out there have uh, issues with lower back pain because they're so weak in their glutes, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I think that might be putting words in his mouth. Oh, but. yeah. No, there's no... Now you have to train the tush. So posterior it is, but jacks all business from the front. Sure. All right. Would you rather have no chicken or no eggs in your diet? No eggs. Yeah. Mm. I think chicken is it's too good of a protein source to miss up on. Mm. Yeah. As much as I love eggs, I like to have eggs every single day. Mm. Yeah. I think that I would actually have to say eggs. Yeah. I think because I eat an egg every single day and I feel like you could replace chicken for other forms of lean meat and eat even like the other forms of lean white meat. But eggs man like the yolk the egg whites they're so versatile think about all the things that eggs are involved in baking Mm. yeah i'd probably go eggs actually yeah yeah because yeah you're right you can just substitute it for like turkey breast or turkey mince yeah exactly right sorry kangaroo (laughs) yeah sub your chicken for a kangaroo yeah yeah so i think i would rather have eggs in my diet than chicken Mm. less less chicken deaths as well (laughs) just more cracking more yeah more eggs more laying 
Yeah. <laughs> We're all about getting laid over here. <laughs> what did we say about PG-13? <laughs> okay, Jack, this one, this might be a little bit more relevant to us. Would you rather go gluten slash wheat free or dairy free for your prep? I would rather go gluten free because mm. there's a lot of gluten free options and yeah, it's, I'm, I think in prep, the sources of wheat that I would be having are very, very interchangeable. And I, I don't think I'll even be having that much wheat in prep, not mm. intentionally, but like, I think rice will be one of the major sources of carbohydrates and obviously I can get gluten-free oats and I will definitely be eating a lot of dairy. That's for sure. Like yogurt and yogurt and cottage cheese, especially. Yeah. But what about protein powders? Like mm. whey, casein, all of those come under the dairy category too. Yeah. Even just standard cheese. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I feel like you and I, we, we eat a heck of a lot of dairy and uh, as much as we love cream of wheat, it can be replaced. Mm. With cream of rice. It can be replaced with cream mm. of rice. Yeah. Both, I, I will admit, the texture of both is pretty darn good. Mm. <laughs> they're pretty neck and neck. What about the flavor there? Uh, well, the flavor is, th they're both plain if you were to just have plain rice. Yeah, but or cream plain. of rice tastes like there is a hint of rice, whereas cream of wheat, there's a hint of mm. flour. I feel like I add so much cocoa and cinnamon that those hints are just canceled out. And so I you don't even get like a texture of rice and cream of rice? Yeah, it's a slight texture, but I also consume my cream of wheat, the wholemeal version, whereas you mm -hmm. use like the white flour. triple sifted unbleached white version. No, it's, it's not. I don't pay for that expensive stuff. I just pay for the Woolworths <laughs> flour. But Woolworths is triple bleach. Triple, no, triple, a triple sifted. <laughs> I don't know if it's triple sifted, is it? I believe I so. Know. Maybe, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's good at least. Buy enough packets, you can read it. <laughs> I think because mine has quite a bit of fiber in it. So like get that texture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But there you go. Dairy all the way. All right. Would you rather give up creatine or caffeine? Hmm. I would rather give up creatine. Mm. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, there's not much to say about that one. Like the effects of creatine, uh, they, they are, of course they do exist, but I've been taking creatine now for so long that I wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily notice the difference. Like that's how minute the difference can be for certain individuals, especially since we do consume a good amount of creatine already from food sources. Mm. So it would be different if we were plant-based uh, potentially, but I think caffeine does, in my opinion, have more of an acute impact on performance. Yeah, I agree. But if we were to really dig into the weeds here, are we just talking about supplement wise? Or is it saying, would you rather give up any source of creatine or any source of caffeine? Because if you were to give yeah, up... Yeah, I'm not digging into the weeds, so... <laughs> because that's like, would you rather give up all your animal sources or do you rather give up all of your caffeinated beverages or anything that has a little bit of caffeine? Maybe even that cotton shirt on your back that has a little bit of caffeine in it. Mm. So... Yeah, I'll let you dig into that one. All you want. <laughs> I think, I think supplement-wise, keep yeah. it there. I think uh, rather give up creatine. Mm. Yeah, same. Yeah, because I, I do love pre-workout. Even though, you know, caffeine and creatine both only provide probably a 1% to 3% performance advantage. Mm. I think because uh, you actually feel it, I think it's it would probably be nicer to actually have the caffeinated stuff. You do love your instant coffee as well. I do love my instant coffee. But hey, you know, that's a natural source of caffeine. It's not supplemented. Mm. That's true. Well... Mm. No, we're getting too deep into this. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're choosing caffeine. Would you rather cream of rice or cream of wheat? I don't think I even eat cream of wheat anymore. Like I, I just, I haven't for years. I just have a protein cake, which is, it's just a cream of, it's cream of wheat with just less liquid. And more stuff added, like yeah. fruit and milk and a lot more protein powder. Mm. So I would, I would honestly have to go cream of rice i think because i think that's you've only had it once and you still like <laughs> have this thing about oh the texture was weird well more so because i i'm yeah i think i'll be using cream of rice in my in my prep and that's what i'll go with okay i'll believe it when i see it <laughs> i would rather have cream of wheat than cream of rice wow really yeah absolutely 
Yeah. No, I, I definitely prefer cream of wheat over cream of rice. Both are nice, but I'm yeah, not married to it, but I do love it. You know, mm -hmm. I had to pick one or the other. And I love the texture, but also I think nutritionally as well, I think that you get more micronutrients from whole wheat flour compared to just stock standard granulated white rice flour. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. Mm. Would you rather do more cardio or eat less food? I think for me, I'd rather eat less food because like a little less food is still a decent amount of food for me mm. compared to maybe the question asker is, let's say, oh, if I do more cardio, I get to eat 125 carb. But if I don't, then I have to eat 90 carb or something. Whereas for me, it's more like, do I get to eat like 350 carb or 300 carb? Like it's, there's quite a big contrast there. So for me, I'd rather eat less food. Okay. Let's say that you are a bikini competitor, right? Imagine that for a second. <laughs> what color would Jack be rocking on stage with all those sparkles and stuff? I um, gave my answer on BD, you remember? It was black. Yeah, jeez Louise. We need to work on that, okay? <laughs> but would you rather, let's say, eat 175 grams of carbohydrates per day, but you have to do... I'll choose the cardio. The cardio? Yeah. But you haven't even heard what the cardio is. Well, I mean, I wouldn't be training very hard, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit of a diss to bikini girls. <laughs> no, well, I'd, I'd assume that I'd ha quite comfortably have the muscularity for bikini, so like I could afford to train less hard and then dedicate more time to cardio. So Jack's just over here doing plyometrics on the beach, <laughs> an hour on the stairs per day, so that he can still eat his 175 grams of carbs. Yeah. Still adding zucchinis to those oats? No. no. <laughs> uh, I think I would I would probably... It depends on relatively, right? Yeah, like, obviously it depends. Yeah. Like, mm. are we talking about six hours of cardio here or mm. like half an hour on the incline treadmill? Like, Yeah, I think if we're talking about both ends of the, the extreme, like would you rather do more cardio so that you can at least eat a decent amount of food or do you rather eat like negligible poverty macros just so that you could be a cardi no? I think I'd rather by all means choose cardio because I really enjoy moving. Like mm. I just, I'd, I'd love to move more. It makes me feel good. And there's the, like those post cardio endorphins as well. Keeps you distracted. Well, there's, there's benefits to eating more food and there's benefits to cardio, like mm. cardiovascular health. And also you get the benefits of being able to have more nutrition in your diet through increasing food. So mm. it's a kind of a win-win. Yeah, absolutely. So more cardio so that you can eat a little bit more food. Mm -hmm. Let's go with that. Okay. Would you rather be on maintenance and eat less on Monday to Friday and then have more on the weekends? Or do you rather just have every single day identical? So essentially, would you, if you're on maintenance calories. <laughs> so do low calories, and high days or do just like equal distribution throughout the week? Yeah. Like equal distribution because unless you're in a deficit, then you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend people do undulation and calories anyway, mm. if, if they're in a maintenance or surplus. So like really the only situation where you, where you maybe should be doing an undulation like that is in a deficit. So yeah. I'd, I'd choose equal throughout the week. Yeah, I totally agree. I think the whole goal is that you should be able to maintain your body weight on an amount of calories relative to you where you don't... Oh, did they say maintenance? Yeah, so you're oh, on right, maintenance yeah. calories. Yeah, well then, yeah, the first option. Yeah, well, you should be able to consume an amount of calories that, like, doesn't have you feeling deprived on any day. Where, like, you could go out to dinner with your friends or your family and you could still account enough calories and bank enough energy for that specific meal or specific event and not feel completely deprived throughout the rest of the day. Like, I think everyone should try to work up to a point where they should be able to consume that sufficient amount of energy relative to them. And also like their appetite levels and everything too. Mm. Yeah. Mm. There you go. Simple answer there. <laughs> Plus that just kind of aligns with both your and I's lifestyle as well. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. A Saturday's not too different to a Tuesday. Would you rather be more symmetrical or more conditioned on stage if your muscularity is equal? So would you rather be that person who has great shape or that person who's just like freaky lean, but it's like, oh man, mm. they just need more size. Or, oh, and more symmetry. Mm. And more symmetry. Yeah. I'd rather be more symmetrical because you can always get leaner later on. Whereas... No, it's saying like, you can't. Well, no, it's, no, it's, it's not. It's a Maybe dead end. <laughs> it's a dead end. You have this amount of fat that you're stuck with no matter what. 
No, I don't think it's that. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, he's my client, so I'll, I'll ask him. Okay. <laughs> we need to know the intricacies of this question. Yeah. I'd, yeah, I'd probably choose the symmetry because, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that you can, maybe not that season, but later on you can obviously get leaner. Mm. And it doesn't mean someone can't get more symmetrical in the future. It just means they'll have to grow the muscle, grow mm. muscle in the right areas to, or maybe you are genuinely unlucky and you, your bone structure means that you'll never be that symmetrical, but um, I'd choose symmetry. Yeah. Mm. Is that for something within you or something that you would be judged on? Like, would you rather the judges I think tell both. you? Like, I, I think symmetry is placed more highly from what I've seen in, in symmetry and muscle architecture. They're placing a larger emphasis on it. And they're, def they're not taking a step back from conditioning. But I feel like even a few years ago, like striated glutes equals first place or something. Mm. Whereas they've taken a slight step back from that now. They're, they're kind of being a bit more inclusive of other aspects of the criteria which i think is good yeah yeah i think that i would rather be oh it's tough yeah it is tough that's <laughs> the whole point of the question this question's really tough because if muscularity is the same so this person who is lean enough they're just as muscular as the <laughs> symmetrical person but it's just not evenly distributed mm. so like what if i just want to be a wellness competitor I just have, I'm, I'm lean, but I just have very disproportionate limbs and my lower body is significantly more jacked compared to my upper body. But I'm like, Hey, I fit the criteria. Yeah. I mean, it, you don't know what hand you'll get dealt though. Maybe you'll have a jacked upper body and no lower body. Yeah. Oh, that would look <laughs> pretty flipped. <laughs> oh, that's tough. Uh, I think if muscularity is the same, I think I honestly might choose to be on the leaner side of things, mm -hmm. right? Because like that would make for me a prep a hell of a lot more challenging and I'd feel like I'd really be a lot more accomplished in that sense. And there's just something about like, I would just never want my feedback to be, oh, you just need to be more conditioned. You need to be tighter, you know, like, I, I wouldn't want to receive feedback like that. I'd want to know that I'd at least hit the conditioning mark. And then it's simply just the case of you just need a little bit more size in these areas. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Jack, this one, a bit to ponder on. Would you rather be a lifetime natural and never place or be enhanced and place? Yeah, I guess the would depend, I mean, the it depends aspect here is like, what do we mean by placing? Mm. Is placing just like top five or is placing placing at the Olympia? Who knows, but... Let's say top three at a nationals level. Mm -hmm. I would still probably rather be a natural. <sighs> yeah, because I'm of the opinion myself that, I mean, this could change in the future, but... For me personally, unless like I'm making like a profession out of it and I'm going pro and then kind of heightening my business or my overall lifestyle from going enhanced, then I'm this is just not worth it for me. It's not worth the health consequences down the line. As someone who is already does get aspects of not health anxiety, but I am quite in tune with my health mm. and therefore kind of putting that at risk and I'm sure you can do it smart and you can significantly reduce the health compromises from taking uh, PEDs, but it's still going to be lingering there behind the scenes. Mm. And so yeah, I'd rather be a lifetime natural yeah. and never place. Ah, man, I'm not sure. I think I honestly might say the contrary mm. because feel as though if you were to just employ a safer... I think it's very different for males and females though, of course. Maybe, yeah. Uh, Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, it depends on the extent. It depends on your blood work as well. And it also depends on how far do you want to take it? Because I think that there's a difference between performance enhancement and just, you know, health optimization. Because I think if you were to employ a safer use model, and you could make that argument to say that natural athletes in the depths of a prep, they are very hormonally compromised far below normal physiological ranges. If you were to just sprinkle in a little bit of something, a little bit of HRT. Yeah, but right? I don't think that would be enough to get me to place though anyway. So like, I think if I had, if I was aiming to place, then I would be on a larger amount than just 
HRT. But what if you could get by with minimal doses to at least keep you within that normal physiological range? You're not like going super physiological. You could almost make the argument that that could be deemed slightly healthier. Yeah, but I think that's a different scenario altogether than mm. the one that's being proposed. But what if you want to be a bodybuilder for life and you want to do this for decades in the future? Do you think that it might feel a little bit defeating if you were doing it season after season after season, competing for not just years, but decades, and you never were truly competitive? But I think that's an unrealistic aspect of the situation here where like can someone can a natural who's never placed suddenly take drugs and then go to someone who is placing top three at a national level i don't know Ooh, like you that's tell me. true actually yeah that is true tough one okay mm. but i guess jack's got all the morals jack's staying natty Tears. it's not about morals because <laughs> like it, i don't think morals comes into play when it when it's about peds mm. yeah but then so your main arguments from health Actually, maybe there is a moral aspect because technically it is illegal in Australia. So mm. it's how, however you want to interpret it. But I personally don't look at people who take PDs in a, in a, uh, in a negative uh, situation when it comes to morals. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I think if I was to choose this, considering where I want to take bodybuilding in the future with my competitive career, if it did get to that point where I did have to employ a safer use model and use very, very low doses of something in the most responsible way possible, I probably would if it meant that I could reach the highest of heights or at least be competitive. Because I do truly think that would be pretty defeating if you're pouring your heart and soul and your passion into this for so long. And it's way past that point of, it's like, you just need more time. It's like, no man, I've been given this time, believe me. Mm. <laughs> when you've like exploited all of your resources and all of your efforts and you're still pulling up short, I think if that was the smallest little thing, I personally wouldn't be opposed to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there you go. Bit of R. <laughs> no, that's not hinting to anything. <laughs> all right, Jack, this one says, would you rather work as a bartender during prep or work at a restaurant for your favorite foods during mm. prep? I would absolutely hate both those jobs and <laughs> nothing to do with the food. That's more the so, beauty of would you rather. <laughs> yeah. More so just the, uh, the, the hos, hos, what's the hospitality aspect? Um, hospitality. Yeah. I thought you were going to say hostility. Yeah, or the hospice the ho <laughs> aspect. Uh, I'd rather probably be, probably be, no. I don't know. I'd be super bad at both as well, but I'd probably prefer to be the waiter because the, the bartender, you'd have to chat to people more. No, I, I don't know about that. You've got to be very chatty as a waiter or a waitress. Yeah. Maybe the bartender. Yeah. Why? Whichever involves less, less idle chit chat. <laughs> um, yeah, I could be a silent bartender. <laughs> <laughs> you get plenty of tips, man. Yeah. No, you'd get a lot of cranky people saying like, mate, did you hear me? Mm. <laughs> Scotch on the rocks. What would you choose? Oh, I love how both of us are like not even remotely food focused. So the fact that if we were working in a restaurant, like even if it was serving our favorite foods, that wouldn't like bother us in any sense. Mm. I would definitely choose to be a waitress. <laughs> I was a waitress for like over five years at a Thai restaurant, an Italian restaurant. But why though? I love like it. Because it's so fun. You're on. But why is it less fun than a bartender? I mean, more fun than a bartender. Well, one, if you're a bartender, you are interacting with a lot of just obnoxious drunks. And that's I, quite the statement. Well, you're at a bar. Let's be real, okay? <laughs> like, nothing good happens after 1 30 in the morning. I would rather be a waitress for sure. Because at a bar, like, when, and also just like you're quite idle like you sure you're there stuck behind the bar and stuff but i think that the conversations wouldn't be as enjoyable because people for the most part wouldn't be as sober and then also i want to move a little bit more that's why i loved about being a waitress is that like you're just on your feet zooming around all the time you're like constantly feeling like challenged and productive and like really accomplished and you're pleasing people and you know work hard for your tips 
being a waitress is really fun and you meet so many people have friendly chats and do you know is a change of profession on the horizon no i just it sounds very I, enticing the I way re- you put it i reflect back on my waitressing years and i was like that was fun you know it, mm. it definitely contributed a lot to who i am today and why i really enjoy having a chat <laughs> uh, but it wouldn't bother me if the restaurant was serving my favorite foods. Cause can you imagine a Tierra Nelson restaurant? <laughs> What's on the menu? Okay. We got an ice cream. We got cream of wheat. We got kangaroo stir fries. Take your pick. Like I would get so much joy out of people eating my foods for some reason. <laughs> Cause I'm like, yeah, I know protein cakes. How good. eh? <laughs> sometimes you can add cocoa sometimes you don't have to you know you can sprinkle nuts or seeds on top like hey did you know you can blend in a banana or an apple or a pear or all three yeah (laughs) did you know that casein's actually better than whey when you make ice cream the texture Uh aha so i get so much joy about like waiting tables but like everyone's eating like tiara's really funky meals man i would be on cloud nine man so again your favorite foods aren't chocolate no. Or like hamburgers or pizza. No, sorry about that. If you hadn't noticed by now, <laughs> and also if, if you get a if you get a piece of fruit that like has a bruise on it or something, it's probably because I uh, encourage the chefs to shop at a very discount market. Mm. Yeah, well, you very rarely get whole pieces of fruit at a restaurant, but I guess that's your favorite food. So it's like they will be. <laughs> There'll be a fruit bowl in the middle of the table. Well, yeah, if you're having a kangaroo stir fry, of course you have to have 300 grams of a massive capsicum in there. And Mm. a part of it might be a little bit squishy because, you know, it got bruised or something like that. But hey, you know. Oh, and there'd be blue cheese. Of course there'd be blue cheese, right? So you can't complain about mold. Like, (laughs) yeah, I think that would be very fun. So easy, very simple. Would you rather go vegan or carnivore? Vegan. Yeah. What about you? Vegan. Love the plants. Mm. I think both from a taste aspect and a health aspect as wise mm. as well. Yeah. I would miss my fruits and vegetables way too much if I was purely just eating meat. Like meat's great, but even though they have all these like like fake plant mock meats now and stuff like that. Mm. I really don't see the enticement of carnivore. Mm. I would just feel disgusting all the time. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. We can't, we can't speak unless we would actually try a 100% meat mm. diet. Yeah, I think it would partially depend what sort of body composition I was trying to hold. Like mm. if I was trying to get in four and a half thousand calories through just meat and uh, animal products, like, yeah, that would be uncomfortable. And you'd be consuming a lot of saturated fat. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I even think about it just from a nutritional perspective as well. Like think yeah, about that's how I mainly think. Yeah. About how many food groups are you actually cutting out? If you exclude all plant-based products, three out of the five. Yeah. Massive. Fruit vegetables and then whole grains, whole legumes, grains. nuts, seeds, like a lot. And you can get all of those micronutrients through plants. I mean, of course you have to go to greater extents, like you're not going to get all of those micronutrients and those phenomenal like antioxidants and what about lectins though at least you'd cut out lectins oh yeah man (laughs) i i went carnivore just to cut out lectins you know you can be a vegan and choose to just not eat lectin containing foods (laughs) Mm. well there's nothing wrong with lectins in moderation anyway yeah man and if you're having some beans you know and they're making you fart like just soak those things in water and rinse them yeah, I think people, they're not concerned about farting. They're concerned about like the anti-nutrient properties of lectins. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think people have more to be concerned about. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. We're, uh, we're definitely going vegan. Chicken or beef for the rest of your life? Chicken. I very rarely eat beef. Oh, well, but what about the iron? Kangaroo. Oh, no, you can only have chicken or beef. No, I don't interpret it like that. But I'd still <laughs> and pick literally chicken. nothing else. Like this is if you're a carnivore and you can only eat chicken or beef. If I was only eating chicken, then I would get in enough iron from chicken. <laughs> That's true, actually. Okay, I'm not gonna argue with that. Four thousand calories from chicken. Yeah. And at least you could have chicken thigh, chicken breast, chicken th- skin, chicken legs. Were well, you gonna say chicken tits? Well, that's chicken breast. Oh, that's true. Yep. <laughs> you could eat chicken bones. Yeah, but you couldn't have beef ribs. Yeah, because I've had beef ribs like twice in my life. Beef ribs are good. Yeah. I think I'd probably choose the beef. There's more There's more cut. 
if I only could eat chicken, then at least I could grow the chickens myself and then make it more sustainable as well. Whereas if that means you're just like buying beef, like one of the least sustainable sources of meat on the planet. Well, I guess you're getting eggs, but hey, I'm getting milk and cheese and I'm going to make my own little factory with my one cow and I'm going to get some protein powder out of this thing. <laughs> these, these udders are magic, man. Well, technically milk and butter is not beef. It what? didn't say cow. It said it said beef. <laughs> but you're thinking about the the animal itself. Yeah. So I'd raise them for slaughter and then eat them. I'm not saying I would eat the eggs. Wait, that's actually that's not fair. Why is a cow called beef? <laughs> <laughs> but chicken is called chicken. Which this should really say: Would you rather eat chicken or cow? Mm. I'm choosing the cattle. Yeah, okay, well then you're only eating beef because even if it said cow, like milk is different from cow. Well, then that means you're only eating chicken. You don't get eggs. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I can't have chicken milk either. Yeah, you can't have everything, can you? Would you rather give up protein powder or pre-workout? Pre-workout. Mm. Have coffee instead. Yeah, that would be my answer too. Still need the caffeine, just got to find it from a different source. Mm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Would you rather be forced to miss multiple protein feedings or multiple training sessions? Depends on the extent of this, but I would choose the protein feedings because training is like uh, preventative or is a preventative measure for muscle loss and it stimulates muscle protein synthesis anyway. I'm going to say, because multiple can Let's say across a, a week. Yeah, so you're either taking an active recovery week in the sense of you're not doing any resistance training or you're taking a complete week without eating any protein. No, I don't interpret it like that. It just says you're missing protein feedings, like you might miss one or two a day. Mm, multiple. Let's make it equal. Okay, well, in that circumstance, I'd pick... If it's just a deload week, then I'd pick... I'd miss out on the training. Mm, yeah. So absolutely no training or just no protein. Yeah, no training. Yeah, I would say no training too. Because like, do you not know like how awful you feel when you're not eating protein? Well, well, then I think this is more realistic. Like every, would you rather miss every second workout or every second protein feeding? Ah, uh, but or even every third or fourth. Like let's say every fourth protein feeding or every fourth workout. I'd rather miss every fourth protein feeding. But what then if that meant that you were under your protein requirements for the day well like my protein targets are 275 and <laughs> i'm saying what if you were under the 1.6 grams per kilogram of body weight per day i'd probably still choose the protein so suboptimal protein intake or suboptimal training yeah I'd probably still pick the protein <laughs> we, we always make these too confusing <laughs> yeah oh that's really tough so you're just not consuming enough protein or you're just not training. No, you're making enough. it more difficult. I, all I said was, would you rather miss every fourth workout or every fourth protein feeding? I would rather miss every fourth protein feeding. Okay. There we go. Okay. <laughs> but what if on no. my, my end of the extreme, what if you had to take a full week off protein or a full week off training? Yeah. We answered that initially. No training. Yes. Oh, I miss the gym. Yeah, but no, you'd feel atrocious not eating protein. Mm. Would you rather get lean easy or struggle to put on size? Yeah, we just we discussed <laughs> this one before. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, So on one hand, you get lean easy, which is good. But on the other hand, you struggle to put on size, which is bad. So like, why would you not just want to pick the good thing there of getting lean easy? So obviously I'm going to pick getting lean easy. I don't like, I feel as a, for some people, like, let's say that you do have someone who is in that very fortunate Maybe scenario. struggling to put on size is in like, you struggle to put on fat. I don't know if that's what they meant. Uh, it's not the type of size that we're really looking for in this sport. Yeah. <laughs> but I, the only way I can look at this is if... Maybe, or if they meant it, sorry, like, would you rather find it hard to get lean or struggle to put on size. Mm. That makes more sense to me. Ooh, that's a good one. But both are difficult. Yeah, but that's the whole point. Or mm. would you rather? Okay. Uh, I've, uh, the only way I, I read this is if it's perhaps like a bikini athlete or something who's in a very fortunate scenario where 
they do put muscle on quite easily. Mm-hmm. So poor thing. Yeah, yeah, but legit. Like sometimes it is a poor circumstance when some of these girls are capped out, and their feedback is legitimately you don't need any more size, you don't need any more muscle, but they love to train hard. When you take away that aspect of someone doing what they love, you could really, really struggle with that, mm. you know? So like if, if you were a physique athlete, but once again, you're almost like a bikini version of Jack Radford Smith, who's just Jack doing plyos in a black sparkly bikini, <laughs> who um, only has business from the front, so he's actually not placing very well at his shows. <laughs> I'd still rather get lean easier though, because on the other end of the spectrum, you'd be working really, really hard in the gym for marginal gains, which I wouldn't like anyway. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I would rather conditioning comes quite simply Mm. rather than the contrary. Yeah. That would be tough. Ah, okay. Would you rather compete every year or every five years? Hmm. That is pretty tough actually. Because I'm probably entering the time of my life where I will compete a bit more frequently. And if you think about every five years, first time we competed was 2018. Now it's 2023. Yeah. It would have been our first ever prep to now when you would have waited to actually Mm. get on stage again. Think about how much has changed between 2018 to 2023. Yeah. I don't know, honestly. I'm honestly leaning more towards every five years. What? Yeah. Oh, actually, why does that surprise me? The BDU guys would be like typical Jack. Make it 15. Yeah, I just can't see myself doing it every year. That's incredibly difficult as a bodybuilder. Mm. Yeah. Like I think you would, you would as a natural, you'd, you'd be looking worse and worse. The only um, way I would be able to do that if, is if I started taking drugs, essentially. Mm. Mm. I would lean more toward every year. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But uh, again, you and I are in very different scenarios where, uh, well, the thing is both of you and I can maintain a fairly lean composition and quite comfortably stay relatively close to a stage weight. Yeah. I just think you're more aligned with competing every year, whereas I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It makes, it would make a lot more sense, but I'd definitely rather do that than every five years because I love to be on stage. I'm not waiting every five years. What the flips? Mm. Even if it meant ever so slightly compromising my results, I genuinely feel like you would actually get more out of being a competitor competing more frequently than like very infrequently. Especially like Well, I think if you had to compete every year, you would probably hop on something as well. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's very silly. Um, but I do think that especially for the categories that I compete in, like IFBB bikini, Thinking about how much the category has changed in the last five years alone in terms of the posing styles and then also just the physiques as well. I feel like you would be so out of date if you were waiting every single five years. And there's so much to be said for like the best experience to learn as a competitor is stage experience, right? Like you would actually be a far better competitor if you're competing a bit more frequently than infrequently. Mm. But bodybuilding, pretty stock standard, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There you go. All right. Would you rather only ever be able to do season A or season B? Season B. Just stay. I mean, now there's a season C for ICN or I don't know. Season season C for IFBB. IFBB, yeah. I'd still rather, yeah, season B just because it aligns better with the shows in the US and WMBF Worlds and a lot of the more uh, national and um, worlds for ICN as well. So. Mm. I think season B makes more sense. Yeah, same. I would... Even though it's going through the winter. <laughs> and even though both of you and I have historically only ever done a season A, we've mm. actually never done a season B. Yeah, and you still have. You wouldn't of next year either. No, Whereas... I think I'll probably do season B 2025. Mm-hmm. That would be my next season after season A 2024. But absolutely, like it does open up a lot more opportunities for you with like international show travel. So... Season B is probably where it's at. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe you and I will just have to take a sabbatical over to Dubai or somewhere else where it's a bit warm. But you know, here in Queensland, the winter's very mild, still beautiful. Yeah, I don't, yeah, you have nothing to complain about. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see. Hopefully, you're not complaining next year because you're the actual one going through season B. Mm. Yeah, I'm confident I'll be fine. <laughs> 
Would you rather only ever train in the six to eight or 15 to 20 rep range? Probably six to eight because there's a, there is a big difference. Like there's a big difference between six to eight. So like even doing lateral raises with eight reps, it's very different than six reps. Mm. So yeah, I'd rather do eight or six to eight as opposed to 15 to 20. I just, I would tire very, very quickly of doing like hack squats and RDLs and everything of 15 to 20. I Mm. just wouldn't like it at all. Yeah, man. I would definitely pick the six to eight rep range as well. Even though I obviously train in both and so do you thinking super about those compounds like Mm. if you're doing 15 to 20 reps for all of your compounds no matter how headstrong you are i do feel like you would mentally tap out before you actually physically tapped out in terms Mm. of strength yeah and it is it is just a very different rep range overall even from the potentially even the muscle fiber type as well Mm. so i think six to eight i personally think that would benefit you more as a bodybuilder Yes. Get strong for six to eight reps. Would you rather give up kangaroo or flour? Hmm. TBDs, two <laughs> of their favorite foods. Why are you taking them away from us? Oh, that's actually kind of hard. Like any flour, like rice flour as well. Oh, let's keep it to <laughs> let's keep it to wheat. Uh, I feel nah. I feel bad for the kangaroos. I would go. I'd give up the kangaroo. Yeah. Right. <laughs> If you genuinely feel bad for them, there wouldn't be two packets in the <laughs> fridge, okay? <laughs> and we wouldn't be making TBD infographics about them. I think I, I would give up kangaroo, though, because I eat like 300 grams of wholemeal flour per day. And I, and I eat it for three meals compared to I eat kangaroo for one. So mm. I'd rather give up one of my food sources for one meal than for three of my meals. Yeah, I'd give up kangaroo as well. Mm, yeah, and just replace it for a, a cow. No, probably not. You need the iron. Lamb? No, I'd probably go with turkey or chicken. Okay. <laughs> we need to get some repeat blood tests uh, when you before you go into prep, all right? Because you, d- you did have that history of iron deficiency many, many years ago. But that's when then you and I both hopped on the red meat train. Yeah. Corrected that. Like nothing No, that else. was also when my fiber was incredibly high though as mm. well. Would you rather be in a calorie deficit or a calorie surplus for the rest of your life? <laughs> it doesn't, didn't say that aspect. Well, I'm just adding that on there because there's no time frame here. It's not like for one day. Like, would you rather eat? I think it's just our preference in general for like, which would you rather spend more time in? Mm. I would choose it. Again, that's hard because I've been in a surplus for three years. So I'm, I'm a bit sick of it now. So get me out. Yeah. At this stage, I would honestly choose a deficit. I would choose a deficit too. Like it's more challenging, but like mentally, just how good you feel and driven when Mm. you are dieting. Like obviously when you're in a calorie surplus, energy is in abundance and you feel good and stuff. But ah, yeah, I think that overall, I'd probably choose to be in a calorie deficit. Mm. Even though our energy availability at the end of this thing would just be (laughs) absolutely flipped. (laughs) And it's, yeah, it's probably healthier Uh, in some respects. Yeah, but if you're in a constant calorie surplus, man, we're getting fat. Yeah, you would. Both are unhealthy, both ends of the spectrum. Mm. Well, I think a a low-grade calorie deficit, obviously it's not sustainable forever, but it's a form of mimicking or fasting. So, Mm. yeah, I think it's better for longevity to be in a calorie deficit. Yeah, yeah, same. Would you rather give up training triceps or training biceps? Probably biceps. Actually, yeah, probably biceps. I think my biceps get, well, I mean, for me, they're both pretty favorable muscle groups. So, but I th- yeah, probably biceps for me. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I would give up biceps as well. Mm. You have to think about the tricep too. Like, bi means two, tri means three. The tricep, if they're developed, will actually make up a much larger portion of your arm mass compared to the bicep anyway. Yeah. And plus, like, can't give up dips, man. Mm, yeah. Does that mean no pressing though for triceps or no pulling for biceps? Like, so oh no, sorry. Do... No, it says isolation movements. Right. Yeah. Does it now? Yeah, it does. It says isolated exercises. Okay. Well, I wouldn't say a dip is an isolated tricep movement. You can make them definitely a tricep emphasis. Mm. 
Yeah, I'd still pick biceps. Okay, so yeah, we, we have no gun show over here. But we do have some beautiful side triceps. I mean, I think I'd still have a gun show without training biceps. Okay, here he is. <laughs> <laughs> but you're only going to see it every five years, if you're lucky. <sighs> Would you rather train at 5 a.m. or 5 p.m. every day? 5 a.m. Really? Yeah. I'm a morning person. Yeah, but even morning people, that's pretty early. Yeah, you it's don't just even, about... I wake you up at 6.30. <laughs> <laughs> it's just about setting that routine. I would, yeah, I think 5 p.m. is too late in the day. Like, it's peak hour as well at the gym. Maybe not at rigs. Yeah, but... Like, two extra people in there. <laughs> but then you also, like, finish your... Like, because my sessions take two and a half hours. So, like, that means I'm finishing the session at 7.30. Mm -hmm. Like, going home, having... Like, and this is... Yeah, I'm complaining about, like, a, someone's normal sort of routine here. Someone who has a nine to five. But, like, I, I just wouldn't enjoy training at that time and... Like, cause I've done both of them before and I think I would prefer the 5am. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. 5am. Is there something about getting it done? Like you'd be home by 8am. You'd have the rest of the day ahead of you. Um, be super productive. You would feel good. Whereas there's also that thing about it's different if you have a, like a, a different style of job as us. Cause like for me, I would be anticipating the workout the whole day, which I just don't like. Mm. I think that I would genuinely, though, probably look forward to it more and be a lot more well-fed for sure if I was to do 5 p.m. rather than 5 a.m. So, because like 5 a.m., like it's just that tad bit too early to... Because my mornings are precious to me, you know? Like I, I love being able to wake up and have adequate time to like pose and drink coffee and go for a walk and eat my breakfast and then go to the gym and stuff like that. Like I wake up at like 4.45, 5 a.m. right now. And I generally don't start a workout till around 9.30. So if I was to still be able to have my precious morning, that means what I'm waking up at like 1 a.m. <laughs> I just feel like it's that tad bit. You're too restrictive in that sense. Uh, I would wake up at, yeah, I would wake up at 4.30, have some fast acting carbs and some pre-workout and then go to the gym. Mm, but then you have the whole rest of the day where it's like, you just feel that little bit more awake and alert. I feel like After five, the gym, yeah. 5 PM isn't too late to go and have a good workout. And then everything just gets shifted oh, that little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm sure more I'd back. have a good workout, but it's, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't enjoy the first half of my day as much. Mm, yeah. No, I, I, I do the 5 PM. Mm. Yeah. Even though I love, I'm, I am a morning trainer, but maybe not that early. Because I could then still enjoy my morning. Okay, Jack, that's all the would you rathers. Can you believe it? So thank you everyone for asking those questions. But I actually have one last one I want to ask you, Jack. Yeah. But it's not related to bodybuilding. Would you rather know the date of your death or the cause of your death? The cause. The cause? Yeah, that's quite an easy one, to be honest. Elaborate. Well, because chances are my death will be quite uneventful and I'll probably just die of some sort of disease like cancer or I'll die from something as a result of being elderly, like a respiratory infection or a fall. I don't know, but I don't think it'll be overly eventful. And even if it, let's say is a plane crash, I mean, that would be pretty shit because <laughs> then I wouldn't want to go flying. But then at the same time, if you knew your cause of death, then like you knew it was going to be flying anyway. So you would, you would fly regardless because you want to die. No, because if, <laughs> if you're going to die by a plane, you can't, you can't change that. So like, even if you say, even if you say, Oh, I'm never going to fly again, there would have to be a circumstance where you have to be on a plane eventually. If you know what I mean? Yeah. But if you only knew the cause, but you didn't know the date, you could get on another 10 planes. And you don't know if it's going to be the first. Or you don't know if it's going to be the 10th. Yeah, exactly. But that's, that's the whole point is that sure. If I was truly in this situation, it would be different, but me just hypothesizing it out loud and thinking through it. If my, if my death is predetermined, then it wouldn't matter whether it's the first or the 10th, because it's going to, because I'm assuming if the type of death is fixed, then the, then, then the time of death is fixed as well. Unless, but you only know one. Yeah, I know. So I'd still pick the, the time. Oh, Speaking as the person who I think knows you best on this planet, <laughs> I don't know if you could live with that paranoia. 
<laughs> you know, like if, if you get a little bump on your forearm, you're like, oh gosh, there's a bump on my forearm. Like if you knew how you were going to die and it was something like you're going to die in a car crash or you're going to but that's die. What I, that's why I said the time. Oh, so you would know the date. Yes, that's what I oh, said. Oh, I thought th I thought you said that you would rather know the cause. No, no, definitely not. Okay, so then the date is always impending. Yeah, because mm. yeah, I said the reason why is because chances are that the type of death is just going to be pretty benign. Mm. Yeah, assuming yeah. I stay healthy for for a long time, which hopefully you never I know. Do. You might go out in a very exciting way, like a coconut might fall on your head. Yeah, you might be one of those. <laughs> I, I think that I would pick the the date as well because I'd I'd rather I would much rather know the date. I feel like if anything knowing the date of your death would probably motivate you to live a kick-ass life, right? You would literally live knowing that okay, I only have this certain number of days left. I'm truly going to live it to the fullest cuz on this date I'm going to be dead. So who cares? Like I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. I think that would be very motivating. I don't think it would be scary in any sense. Hmm. I think it would be pretty depressing, but anyway. But I think you'd live a more fulfilled life. So, considering we're going uh, fishing this afternoon. <laughs> oh gosh. Would it be the TBD podcast if it didn't end up with something related to fish? Would you rather catch like something small regularly? Like let's say every second or third cast. Like, and I'm talking about very small, like a small brim or like a bait fish. Mm -hmm. Would you rather catch something substantial every few hours? I think I'd rather catch small little fish because we mm. do so much catch and release anyway. Like I get so much enjoyment from fishing and every so often be like, I'm on. Like, I think that adds to the excitement if we put it back anyway. Like substantial, what are we talking about? Like catching a shark? Yeah, could be, could be anything, anything that's legal limit. Mm. Yeah, so that could be like a proper big jewfish, or it could be a, a decent sized flathead. Mm. I think I'd rather go for the small fish. Mm. You know? I'd be the opposite. Okay, well that's that's good. You know, we both go out there with two rods, so I can uh, be catching things mm. more frequently. But you're reeling in the really big dudes. Yeah, because we're usually out there for a few hours, so it means I'd still get one fish in mm. each time. Yeah. Cool. Guys, thank you very much for asking us a bunch of would you rathers. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, please remember to take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag Jack, tag myself, tag TBD, and we'll catch you in the next one.